Disco. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Every little helps. Welcome back to the third hour of this Wednesday morning's show. And we just want to spend a few more minutes. We were talking to Niall Collins before the break on this decision by the government to defer. And does that probably ultimately mean cancel the RIC uh, commemoration that's caused controversy uh, over the last uh, few days particularly Uh, and we were making the point in our chat in the last uh, hour that this is complicated uh, for all sorts of reasons and for another perspective on it we have with us in the studio uh, Councillor Emmett O'Brien who's uh, independent of course on Limerick City and County Council Good morning to you Emmett and we also have uh, the Mayor of Limerick City and County Councillor Michael Sheehan uh, uh, who is uh, in Fine Gael, of course. He's on the line as well. And good morning to you, Mayor. Good morning, uh, Joe. Good morning, Councillor. Good morning, Mayor. Now, em- Emmett, you were just saying to me before we came on the air that even your own family history is interesting in this one. Well, I think I'm an example of the very complex and varied history that is Irish history. My grandfather was one of 13 people born on a 12-acre farm in Ring Island in Palace Kinnery. Five of his siblings had to immigrate to the United States to work in steel mills and pubs in Chicago and New York. And, you know, when you, when you were born in a cottage in a small patch of ground, your choices were limited. You didn't have the money to become a priest and you didn't have the money to become a doctor. So your options were join the British military, like Michal Martin's grandfather did, and be sent off to India. Um, as I said, immigrate or join the British Postal Service, which Michael Connons, the great General Michael Connons, joined, who was in the British part of the British Service, um, or join the Royal Irish Constabulary, which he did, and which he resigned from in honour of the Irish Republic and in honour of his cousins and his family members who were in the IRA. And he resigned before the Black and Tans arrived, sailed the patrol boat from Connemara that he was patrolling in, and brought it into Bay Castle in... in, in, in Palestine, and then aided and abetted his cousins and his relatives and his people around Palestine um, during the War of Independence. So, my other grandfather fought during the War of Independence and the Civil War, and there is a role somewhere for those brave Irishmen in the RIC who resigned from the RIC to honour the Irish Republic and to honour the people of Ireland who voted in 1918. But I think the way in which the government has done this has been ham-fisted and poor. But it sends out a very dangerous message to the real tribal, deranged Republican element that just seems to be festering there all the time for the last 250 years, from the times of the white boys right through to the provisional IRA, that this, they're not gone away. Now, I sat on the commemoration committee of the previous council, and I was of the view that we should really only commemorate about three events. 1916, the signing of the proclamation, and perhaps the first the first stall. Because I can tell you one thing, what's coming down the line? 77 Republican prisoners executed by the Free State, members of the Comanaguel government executed by the IRA, Batty City Massacre, where the Free State went in and tied prisoners to a tree trunk and detonated a landmine underneath them. The IRA also committed appalling atrocities against women who dated black and tans. Like we won't get into the actual dynamics of what happened, but some of the things that happened on all sides were absolutely appalling. And is it, true, is it true to say, as someone you know who has grown up and lived and worked in Limerick, 
uh, would be very strongly acquainted with Limerick City through your work mm. both as a councillor but also legally and, and obviously mm. from West Limerick, uh, that a lot of what went on during the Civil War still has an omerta around it. Hugely, Joe. Um, hugely. There's a veil of silence about the issue. There's a veil of silence about people whose, whose family were in the RIC. People come and whisper to me, you know, my grandfather's in the RIC too. So what? So was mine. My other grandfather's in the IRA. My granduncles were in the IRA. It's a very complex history. Most of Limerick City, was a, it was a British military town. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. And I'm sure even those Sinn Féin councils, if they scratch around their family tree, they had members of the, in the British military who served you know, in the Bengal Fusiliers, right throughout the Linton Breath of the British Empire. And I'm sorry, it's nothing to be, you know, sorry about. It's just part of our history. A hundred years on, we need to be mature enough to approach this and we need to be mature enough to be able to talk open and frank about it. And what do you think the controversy around this commemoration now deferred at the very least says about our maturity says uh, to people in Northern Ireland says about the long-term prospect of a united Ireland. I think we're not even remotely near it. Now, I'm a Republican and I want a 32-county pluralistic Republican where the green and the orange come together as brothers in unity. There's no open hell of that happening at the moment, I can tell you. Because this, the ball really was set rolling by Cahill Crow, who's actually a friend of mine. He's, you know, I used to be in Fianna Fáil and Cahill is now running for the general election. And I just wonder, was this kind of a knee-jerk reaction or a call with a view to a general election coming down the line in a couple of weeks? Well, he would say it wasn't in fairness to him now. I mean, look, he may look, not. You, and you, and you I know he's not here to... And I know he's not here to defend himself, but you're, when you're in... If you're a pluralistic Republican like I am, you know, a fair-minded Republican, uh, any member of Fianna Fáil should be as well, you should be able to know that there is a deep recess of sectarian hatred within the Irish soul both loyalist, unionist and republican and green, and it needs to be managed. But we need to be able to talk about it in a mature fashion. And if you start describing the RIC as black and tans, sure, we're at nothing. The reason the black and tans had to come to Ireland is because of the mass resignations of Irish Catholic men out of the police force that was known as the RIC, one of which was my grandfather. But do you accept that the black and tans, their behaviour in Ireland was appalling. My grandfather, my father actually worked in the, in, in the site with, with, a, with a man from Limerick City who worked in London in the 1940s, around the time of the war. And the Black and Tan said the place where they were most petrified to go to was Clare, Tip, Cork and Limerick. They were psychopaths. They weren't suitable to be left out walking a sheepdog. They were, they were not appropriate to be left here. They're, what they did to this country... Will be, live, will be remembered as long as since the time of Cromwell. And the auxiliaries were worse because they were officers. You would have expected somewhat more from them. But even Hamer Greenwood and even Lloyd George said that they were out of control. Uh, mayor Michael Sheehan, the Mayor of Limerick City and uh, County, and indeed if you take a line back from uh, your role back into that period in time, we know there were tragedies involving uh, the Mayor of Limerick at that time uh, as well, uh, Mayor Sheehan. So what is your perspective on this? You ultimately announced yesterday you wouldn't attend this commemoration on behalf of the people of Limerick City and County. That was before it was deferred. Yes, Joe, and um, you made a very important point about my connect in my role as Mayor of Limerick, back to Michael O'Callaghan and George Clancy, who were former mayors and both murdered within a short space of time of each other, which will be commemorated next year, will be the death of those uh, great men 
1921. And of course, James Adinahoe, who also was murdered in Jamesboro uh, at the time as well. And um, so that point alone, and, and I, I've read the accounts of the visits, uh, the many visits by the military to the Clancy household in Limerick at the time. And if you read the family accounts, you will notice that in all the visits there to the house and all the raids were carried out in the house, they were always, uh, the military were always accompanied by at least one RIC officer at the house. So it is quite an emotive uh, issue. And I just think that it was badly handled by the government. I don't think they understood the depth of feeling that there is there and the bad memories people have of uh, British military uh, 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 involvement in Ireland even in the 1920s, and that might sound nearly uh, 100 years ago, but it's still, it's still there. So um, I, I didn't have any difficulty in saying it would not be traffic. But, but Mayor, I mean, obviously, you know, you're a teacher by profession. Yes, and, I, and history was my special subject in my yes. life. So uh, you, you, you have a real appreciation of the value of history, how important it is to impart knowledge, but also to impart knowledge in a fair and balanced way. So how was this messed up in the way that it has been? It was messed up because uh, once you use the word commemoration, commemoration means uh, celebration. And in, in the minds of most people, it would have been a case of celebrating the uh, RIC and by link the auxiliaries and the black and tans and all. That's the way people have seen it. All the messages that came in to me, emails and voicemails, all asked the question, would I be attending, hoping I wouldn't be. Not one was a nasty email or voicemail. All were hoping I would not attend. Nobody contacted me and said I should attend either. So um, it was badly handled by the government and we did have an all-party committee for the 1916 celebrations and uh, we should have approached it, I think, that particular way as well. Uh, we can't airbrush out of history, and I agree with Councillor O'Brien, we can't airbrush out of history what has happened in our country down through the many centuries. But there has to be a dignified way of, uh, of remembering what went on, not celebrating it, remembering what went on. While there were good people in the RIC and they did resign after the 1918s and the election. There were still bad eggs in the pot as well. And as I said, if you read the history account of my former mayor's families, my former mayor's families, the RIC attended at all the raids from the house of all those people. Right. So it's very but, hard to separate the RIC from yeah. the trust but, but, the but, but, but you, would, you would accept as a, a student and teacher of history yourself mm. that, you know, the, the country, including Limerick, changed so radically in, it seems, four or five years. Now, it was fermenting long before that, and I understand that point. So you would have had, for example, people serving with the British Army during the First World War who would have gone for all sorts of reasons, some economic, but some patriotic. They would have believed, you know, and would have been told this from the whole... And I had a great of my own, Francis Saunders, who served in the British Army in the, in the First World War as well. Yes, but, but, but a lot of them would have gone because they yeah. would have been told home rule hinged on Irish people showing their fidelity and they're willing to serve alongside people in other parts of, of Britain. And, well, I, and, and, I and, but let me just finish. The world then, Ireland then, changed and convulsed by the time a lot of them came back, as um, Niall Collins said in the last hour, they were on the wrong side of history. It, couldn't the same argument be made to some degree about the RIC in the sense that the RIC lasted for a long time? They were there well before the War of Independence and there were Irish people and Limerick people from various backgrounds, Catholic and Protestant, and their families would say, well, they served the police force of the time and they individually served it properly. 
I would agree with you there, Joe, and I would also agree with Councillor O'Brien. There has to be some way of found of recognising the people who did see the situation of our land in, and, shall we say, inside or retired from the service. But the way the government were handling it, the way this was being handled, it was being a celebration of the whole movement. There was no distinction between uh, components of the RIC, as we know. There was none of that being done. It was badly handled. And this word deferment, to me, is only going to ferment uh, the, the fires a bit more. I honestly believe the event in its present form, as they are talking about, should be cancelled. And between all the, the parties that uh, represent uh, our democracy in this country, they should be able to sit down and come up with an event that will mark uh, that period, period of of of, uh, of military occupation, uh, in a way that that is appropriate, not in its present guise. Yeah, uh, Councillor O'Brien, doesn't the mayor make a fair point there that you know there was a way of separating all this out and ensuring that there it was a, done in a much more appropriate fashion, but for whatever reason, it didn't happen. Absolutely, and look, I wouldn't have been attending the commemoration event in any event because I, I generally don't attend any commemoration events at all because I always have a fear that they're going to be hijacked by somebody, which clearly this was. And I said, I think there's only we should only commemorate very, very few of the centenary events, 16, first all, and then handing over Dublin Castle. Yeah, it, it was... What really struck me was the fact that the advisory group didn't recommend this. So I don't know to what basis this needed to be done. I don't know. Um, but equally the reaction, on the one hand, it was a ham-fisted, stupid thing for the government to do, which, listen, of all the things that the government have done that are stupid, this is, I mean, this is not even near the top of the list, in my view. Uh, but it has been badly handled, correct. But equally, the insane reaction on the other side, where... As a mature nation, let's discuss things. Nobody in their right mind would consider commemorating the Black and Tens or the, or the auxiliaries. I mean, you'd want to have your head examined to do that. But there is a role for the... There, something has to be done to remember those brave Irishmen who served the RIC or who resigned or who, you know, went on to join the IRA or who joined the Free State. I mean, are we also saying, for example, we can't remember the likes of Ned Bry? Colonel Dave Nelligan from Timber Glanton, who was the spy in the castle, he was a member of the Dublin Metropolitan Police. Is he a British agent? Is he a black and tan? Of course not. He's a hero of the Irish Republic. I mean, what are we at? You know, so we, we have to be able to mature enough. We have to be able to suck it up and just say, yeah, on the one hand, and on the other hand, there's black. it's not a black and white issue. I mean, so many of our politicians have members who serve in the British military. Michal Martin, as I said, is an example of it. And I'm sure... There's plenty in Fine Gael as well who have members who served in the British military and, and who served overseas as well. OK, well, listen, thank you very much for contributing. Uh, before we go, George, I just want to put on the record there that I discussed this in great detail yesterday morning with Deputy Mayor Adam Teske, and he was in the same uh, field as I was not attending. There would have been no representative from my office, either the Deputy Mayor or myself or anybody else. Okay. Thinking. And I'd like that to put on record because he didn't get a chance to clarify that before. Okay. Well, I, 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 I did clarify to Councillor Mighty Collins before the statement was made yesterday when you rang me. Okay. All right. Listen, thank you very thank much you very for much that. And, thank you. Uh, Take care. Thank, Thank you. That's the Mayor of Limerick City and County um, uh, Fine Gael Councillor Michael Sheehan and in the studio uh, you have heard from Independent City and County Councillor Emmett O'Brien. We'll move on to something else next. Call Limerick Today now on 461995. 